Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 15th of October, 2015. October is... October's halfway done. Autumn is halfway done. The year is rounding itself out so quickly. I've been mentioning this week after week after week, and it's probably the last chance to mention this. E-commerce, uh, E-commerce webmasters, webmasters who are depending on Christmas, webmasters who are depending on making some sales screen now in December 25. This is the week. I mean, if you if you aren't if you aren't prepared and ready to go, and uh, Dave, I'm, I'm sure you'll agree with me. You, you might you may even say that this is too late or something. But like, what do you think, man? I mean, we're we're we're, cu- we're cutting close now, eh? Yeah, we're we're cutting real close. Um, you know, I, I we are in complete agreement. I think now's the time to get your. Uh, you know, if you're if you're focused on AdWords or or paid search or um, you know promotions via social or something, yeah, you're you're kind of at the at the twenty third hour here um, to get your stuff together, get your landing pages together, uh, get your ads together, and that sort of stuff. Because you know we got to remember that um, yeah, while we're still uh, you know technically a couple months out, it really gets kick started um, on Thanksgiving, right? So. Um, yeah, for uh, well, not our Thanksgiving. That was last weekend, but <laughs> American Thanksgiving is is what really kicks off the season. Um, you know, if you're looking at organic, you know, if you've got a strong site, yeah, you can you can get some some pages and some optimization done still. But you know, if you're hoping to rank and and you still have a ways to go before you could rank for the terms you need to, yeah. take that time and put it into paid because you're probably not going to get it out of organic unless you've got the lowest hanging fruit keywords that I can think of and. <laughs> You know, I'd have to make up new words for those. There was there was one thing you said a couple of seconds ago about that, that there were, I think that webmasters might have a little bit of power in the organic world, but it's fleeting at this point. Like you were talking about upgrading your landing pages, and you know, 
maybe you can up your quality score, but or the the the, the quality of the, the 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 quality Google sees your website. I didn't I didn't mean to use quality score as the you know the the PPC term, but you can update your landing pages. Um, but yeah, at this point, organically, you're um, if you're depending on it. Work hard and pray for the best, but uh, <laughs> it's getting it's getting pretty postseason. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is, which is unfortunate for our listeners who were like, oh, I thought I still had time. But, uh, you know, obviously this would be your first year doing it, so now you've learned a valuable lesson. Um, you know, if you're, not, uh, if you're not thinking about it in June, uh, you should have been, and probably earlier. Well, you know, this, but this time last year, and a couple years ago, I would have said, well, it's SEO, dude. I mean, people just aren't thinking of it because SEO had stopped being sexy. So, you know, like for the longest time where people, people were more focused on social and the miracles of, uh, of, of, of Twitter and Facebook. And that receded substantially in the, in the last uh, year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's to be sure, there's still some great traffic from them. Like I know we oh, both no, 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 no doubt, but then, but it's they're proving themselves to to be the not the panacea that you know anyone who's into new shiny things thought they might be. Right. I had an interesting experience earlier this week. I uh, I just flew in from Washington, and boy, are my arms tired. Boom! Ja boom boom! Indeed. I, uh, <laughs> I spent the uh, 12th, 13th, and 14th in Washington, D.C. at the Digital Summit. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of a funny story. I was sitting at home, minding my own business. This time last week, just after, after the show last week, get a call from uh, your friend and mine, Bill Hartzer. Yeah. Great uh, guy. Bill was, Bill was calling from PubCon, and the, the fellow, he, Bill is a brand ambassador for Majestic Tools. You know, you know, Dixon Jones and uh, Mel Carson and the, the, the brilliant tool set that, that, that Majestic's made. It's a great one. I own it. Um, well, Bill's a brand ambassador, and he does 11 or 12 shows for, uh, for Majestic. He, uh, you know, sets up the booth and, uh, you know, makes shills, makes sales, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bill's a good friend. He's, uh, he's one of the originals like us. He's been around for a, for a very long time, and... The people who started the SEO industry will do favors for each other. Drop of a hat. You just need to ask once. You don't even got to explain. We'll always do favors for each other, right? Yeah. And so Bill calls me up, and the fellow who normally does Majestic Booths with him had a, had a major health, personal health issue. He's got a sideline him for the next six months or more. Wow. Okay. So Bill's like, Jim, can you, you know, I need your help. All expenses, fly down to Washington, come to this convention, get an all-access VIP pass, etc. So I did, of course, you know. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, you need Dave, if you needed help moving, I would fly out to Victoria and give you a hand, right? Right. Because that's what we do for each other. It so is I'm indeed. in Washington. I'm in DC at the at a, the digital summit, which is you know focused on the whole spectrum of digital marketing, not simply SEO. Me, Bill Hartzer, Mike King. Brad Geddes, um, and a handful, I've ended up maybe even just a couple of fingers full of other people familiar with the SEO world and 850 attendees who, who, you know, they know SEO, but they don't know it. Right. And the interest level was through the roof. People have 
Maybe it's the it's the safe standby you go back to because you know it works over and over and over again. But it's hard work and it's a commitment, and you know, as you well know, SEO can be a sticker shock investment in marketing that you know that will pay off in the long run if done right. But still, the sticker shock happens, right? Definitely. So for a couple of years, uh, you know, people were looking for other solutions, and you know, social was the solution. Paid has always been the solution for uh, for uh, many in business because you can see tangible results and predict your spend uh, much better than you can with 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 uh, SEO. But I I just feel that interest out there in SEO is starting to rise again. I really got that sense. So. Uh, well- you know what? And, and I think naturally it, it did have to. It's the good, um, solid mainstay. I mean, it's easy to get distracted um, by, by some of the and, – and many of them are great. You know, the, the, the shiny things, the social media. Um, you know, I mean, heck, social media is part of SEO if you do it right. So, Absolutely. Um, but, you know, you got an in-house team and, and this is part of what I sort of quote-unquote blame on it. And I think it was great that all these people did because it provided some wonderful information for the rest of us. But if you're talking to an in-house person and going, hey, you know what? You can pour through what I was going to call it webmaster tools, but search console and fix all those 404 pages and make sure that all the internal links are working right and go through and optimize the title tags and get that page speed score up. Or, hey, you can bugger about on Facebook and Twitter all day. The cell... <laughs> to the human being that has to do it and actually pitch what the marketing strategy should be, you know, it's going to be a little easier for, for that person to go, hey, yeah, no, let's do some, some Facebook. Let's do some paid Facebook. Let's do it's. Let's be honest. It's more fun. Um, you know, SEO, you, you call it like mechanics, right? Like it's, uh, I mean, I find it interesting. I find it great. I love the real world monopoly. I love that when I win, people lose all that sort of stuff. So there's some real interest. I enjoy it, but I can certainly understand the allure of others to go, or <laughs> I can convince my boss that it's a better, uh, better route to go to, to head towards uh, social media because let's be honest, it's, it's a lot more fun. Um, you know, if they're a designer, you know, um, conversion optimization, sort of losing sight of the fact that, no, these, all these things go hand in hand and you need to be doing all of them properly all the time. Well, it's worth noting to, to, the, to those people who are making those recommendations to their bosses, you will be judged at the end of the quarter or the end of the next quarter or the end of the quarter after that. <laughs> Fun's fun, but results are results. Indeed, indeed. Um, you know, and, and at the same time, we all didn't know. You know, I mean, sometimes these things come out and you're like, well, somebody had to test it, right? I stuck with SEO. Glad I did because it's mm-hmm. around. Um, but, you know, somebody uh, somebody had to go. And no, you know what? We're talking opportunities here. I'm going to segue us out a little bit here. Uh, something I found from your fair city on the torontosun.com. So from, uh, from one of your papers. Uh, Twitter. I'm not even going to try. Okay, I'll, I'll try and pronounce the last name. Uh, grabbed uh, Google executive Omid Kordestani. There we go. Thank you, Jim. Yep, see, this time it's me screwing it up, not you. And I, I tried over and over again. Um, they grabbed him trying to, to re uh, sort of invigorate the entire company. Uh, what do you think? Good call, bad call? I mean, I don't, I don't know um, at this point. I don't. You know what? This story came up. You, 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 you pushed this story into. Uh, my news feed a few minutes ago. Yeah. And I hadn't actually had a chance to look at it yet. And I'm just looking at it now. And uh, my first reaction 
is going to be, whoa! Omid Khorastadi is going to be the new executive chairman at Twitter, replace, replacing Jack Dorsey, um, who's, who's now, he's now a uh, permanent SEO, or I'm sorry, CEO. But the CEO is sort of like the guy who steers the ship. You know, he's the, um, or the, I shouldn't say the guy, the person who steers the ship, he or she. And, uh, you know, they're the ones that, it, that all the managers report to. Mm-hmm. The chairman is the one who runs the board of directors. Right. It's a m- much more encompassing post. And obviously Jack Dorsey is a great manager. He's, you know, could you imagine the three ring circus that must be Twitter <laughs> trying to figure out how to monetize one of the most popular applications on the web? Yeah. But you're just never able to quite get it. So imagine the, you know, the frustration and all that sort of stuff, right? Knowing you have like the, one of the hottest products out there, but you can't quite make the billions it should be worth. Right. The billions that, that you're valued at. So Twitter went, got an outside person, um, uh, 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 believed Dorsey a little bit. Now, Twitter shares have, 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 t- have taken a dive. They're down one-sixth right now than where they were at, at this time last year. Kordistani was a Google employee in 1999. He was employee number 11. He retired. Um, or, I'm sorry, he, he left the position of chief business officer at Google. Like, huge jump. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it definitely is. And, and we're dealing with a person, just for, for people who, who wouldn't know, he's a senior advisor, so we're not dealing with a small role. He, I, yeah, yeah he's, he's been around. Like, obviously, he's, he's climbed the ranks there. Um, I don't know specifically what they are. Obviously, it's in the senior advisor role. Um, he's touted to have extensive sales experience. Um, and so one, and obviously this isn't like sales, like I can sell you a cell phone kind of sales, <laughs> you know, sales, like I can pitch, you know, Mazda to put our stuff in their cars, um, kind of level of sales. Um, I mean, you know, having that kind of acumen in there, having somebody with that kind of history, um, you know, it, it's, it's exceptional. I, I'm hoping for them because I use Twitter every day. Um, love it. Great platform. I would hate to see it die simply because they couldn't monetize. And you're right. It must be frustrating for them to sit there going, we have everybody. <laughs> like We have everybody here and nobody's giving us money. Um, so I, I, I really hope they can turn it around. Obviously, I don't want to see the platform become a big ad. You know, please don't turn it into Google where I go to Twitter and you know everything above the folds an ad. But um, you know, I, I'm really hoping for them because I do love the platform. I do understand the need to monetize. Uh, hopefully, you can find a great way to do it while keeping the user experience as enjoyable as it is today. Well, me too. Uh, we, we know that uh, two days ago, um, Twitter announced it was going to lay off 80% of its workforce, you know, engineers and product employees for the most part. We also know that Google and uh, Twitter have been uh, cozying up to each other recently. Um, the, you know, the the uh, tweets can now be found in search results. And advertisers using uh, DoubleClick, you know, Google's, uh, Google's display system, well, those, uh, you can buy and measure ad views on Twitter through DoubleClick now. 
So the companies are already getting a lot closer together than, than mm-hmm. they were, say, like six months ago. Yeah. Interesting to see where this goes. And likely they picked up Kordistani um, with, with Google's blessing, uh, I'm guessing, to, uh, you know, help ease the uh, relationship between the two companies. Well, and I mean, quite honestly, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of different ways to look at it. It could very well be, and, and you may be spot on right, um, that, yeah, with the blessing, I mean, who knows? Google might have gone, yeah, you can take him. And you know what? If he can start to turn this thing around and figure out how to get ads in there, guess what we'd like? <laughs> like, you well, never indeed. know. Um, and you know what? Speaking of Google acquisitions, well, I guess not really an acquisition in this case, but uh, Google Projects. Um, have you ever played Ingress? Uh, the the game it's on on the phone and you sort of you know go around the world and there's portals and places anyway it's like a, a no. kind of thing no. anyway fun little game invented by uh, Google well it's now a spin off of Google with Alphabet and everything called Niantic Inc. Um, basically what it is I'll just give a brief recap because it makes the, the the new company that's forming make sense here um, it basically is a map on your phone and it shows portals in different places and you can put portals and you need to take enemy portals it's basically two factions controlling the world all of them battling against each other um, interesting game um, I, I've played quite a bit of it um, well they are now launching out to, to more spin-offs and and here's what I think is is brilliant um, they've teamed up with Nintendo so Niantic Inc as you know under um, alphabet now um, mm-hmm. has raised 20 million dollars from Google obviously uh, Pokemon and Nintendo um, and they're going to create a Pokemon gotta catch them all version in the real world so you'll be now running around with your phone trying to catch them all but you're having to do it in the real world as opposed to just running around a map on your phone. And you actually do have to be at a place to get to portals and, and things like that. So uh, I think it's great. You know what? If nothing else, if it gets you know the, the kids, and those are traditionally playing Pokemon, actually out and moving their bodies to go and catch them all, hey, great. And if they actually have to meet up to like actually battle each other, hey. <laughs> okay, I now- think it's a win, but I think it's a really, really unique um, idea on their part, and finally, like I've often wondered, how are you going to monetize this thing? Are you just pulling data? Finally, I can see it now. I get it. You're partnering now with companies like Nintendo um, and Pokemon to make these things happen. What a great idea! Well, something that's that, that's worth noting here: um, companies grab twenty million in Series A fun, uh, funding with a, an investment from the Pokemon company, Google, and Nintendo. Yep. They're going to give them uh, ten million more if it hits certain uh, milestones, and um, unfortunately, we don't know what those milestones are yet. But check this out, and I'm, I'm just getting this from the TechCrunch article that that uh, you referred me to. Yeah. By the way, TechCrunch uh, gotta raise them all is the name of the article. Way worth reading. John Hankey, the CEO of uh, Nintendo. Hmm. He was the CEO and founder of Keyhole. Remember Keyhole? You ever exactly. Watched, you ever watched that, um, that movie, Enemy of the State? It's a Morgan Freeman film. Brilliant film, yeah. Yeah, okay, and you got this guy. He's running from the, he's running from the U.S. government that wants to get him. Yeah. And they keep talking about finding him on Keyhole. Keyhole was the technology that the uh, U.S. government, the CIA, the FBI, and the U.S. Security Services used to use to... Um, you remember back in the day when, when back back in the eighties, when people were amazed that the U.S. government would be able to read a license plate from space, right? Yeah, that was the genesis of Keyhole. That was Keyhole, in fact. 
the CEO, the guy who co-founded that, and then, you know, eventually, eventually the U.S. government upgraded their satellite uh, capacity. Keyhole became a private company, and it was sold to Google. Google turned that into Google Earth, which is why you can, uh, well, you can't read a license plate from outer space using Google Earth because they blank them out. But you can see the license plate. Right. Um, that, again, that was, you know, sort of like invented and founded by John Hankey, who was the CEO of Nintendic, who uh, went on to lead the Geo Group at Google, started the Ingress progr- pro- uh, project that you were talking about. Now, now think, about, think about this from an advertising perspective, Dave. Like you said, to get to whatever portal... Not exactly sure what this is all, but these portals are all about. But I never understood Pokemon to begin with, right? I'm, I'm a little right. old for this. Um, you got to be at a physical location. Yeah. Well, why shouldn't that be the uh, big green coffee shop, or um, uh, uh, a, a Best Buy? Why couldn't it be a Starbucks or a Best Buy or uh, 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 a Walmart or some other physical shop location? Wouldn't that be worth? Um, X number of dollars to shop owners, to uh, corporations, to have a portal for what looks like it could become one of the most, uh, I mean, my goodness, live action Pokemon. This is, this is, this is probably going to take off amongst per- people of a certain age and younger, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be worth like just Buco advertising dollars? I want to be oh, a portal. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you could take it so far as to make them actually scan a UPC code on, like, whatever, the new Black Ops, <laughs> while they're in, you know, in the Best Buy or whatever. Yeah, you, I can't make you buy it, but you might, you know, have to take a photograph of the actual thing to, to count that as a, as a capture or whatnot. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of angles they could go. I'm excited. I always like to see these things actually turn into something that I think can be monetized properly, because that means they'll stay. Right. Um, I, I think they fit the nail on the head. Didn't see this coming. Big move for uh, big move for them. Big change for the gaming industry um, in, in a lot of ways because moving it into the real world, and I, I think that's great. And that's something I want to touch on, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, in the uh, you know, for listeners who are in a think forward mindset, you know, we we live in an age that is almost like speculative fiction happening in real life, eh? Mm-hmm. As you said, this moves the concept of gaming into the real world. And, I mean, and that's happened before. Certainly that's happened. But you know this is going to be at a scale that we've not seen before. Yeah. So what comes next? What other gaming companies will take on, will we'll, we'll pick this up? I mean, could you imagine um, if uh, the Assassin's Creed folks picked up and, and, and all the parkour folks got together? <laughs> <laughs> You'd have you'd have ninjas dropping from the sky. <laughs> It'd be awesome. But you know what? Speaking of what comes next, I think uh, Bra- we don't want to get beaten by Brasco. Oh no! Uh, is he? He's, you, right? he's ready. Oh, we got to do it, don't we? We do we want do. to do it. About eight minutes ago. Yeah. Okay, we should. Uh, friends, we want to keep talking about this gaming thing, but we're going to get gamed about the ears by our producer if we don't do this. So. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on the 15th of October, 2015. We've got to take a commercial break, but stick around. We've got some interesting stuff coming up after these messages. 
Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome Welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 15th of October, 2015, and we're entering... uh, well, really, we're entering what I got what I got to call the rush season. A whole bunch of stuff tends to happen between now and uh, the end of the year. We've uh, entered the beginning of the fourth quarter, so you know anyone who's been looking at their uh, any any corporations been looking at the quarterly performance is getting a little bit worried, right? You know, worried or you know, you know, you know people do stuff towards the end of the year is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and. Well, Google's been up to stuff. We know that there's a uh, new link refresh filter algorithm, whatever you want to call it. We know that Penguin is eminent. Mind you, Penguin has been eminent. This is like the long, slow march of the Penguins. Penguin has been eminent for months now. But we're actually starting to see movement around links. And as reported in Search Engine Roundtable, the Black Hat Link Network, SAPE, S-A-P-E, was brutalized in the last couple of days. Um, webs- uh, webmasters who were involved in uh, the, 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 the SAPE link network, which got beaten up by Google in March 2013, uh, already beaten up once in March of 2013. Um, well, Google com- just, Google beat the head up the other day. Yeah. And uh, it's not a manual action sort of thing. That's what's leading people to wonder, is this the beginning of a Penguin update? 
This is an algorithm thing. This wasn't a, um, for one of a, for one of a better term, this wasn't a Google hand job. This was an algorithm thing. <laughs> nice yeah, gotcha. You uh, know what? It, it's it's matching. It's funny. And you'll remember I'd, I'd even mentioned it last week. Um, it matches not quite right, uh, but with my predictions, I, I was saying tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, is when I was guessing it was going to launch because October 17th um, was uh, was last year's. Um, so I was going a year less a day just so that uh, just to be a smart aleck because we were complaining about it being uh, being a year. Um, I, I'm I'm excited. Obviously, I mean these these things are always great. Um, they did announce last year was in mid-December that they'd be, you know, maybe moving to Everflux. We all know how that went, and they're talking about it again on this one. So uh, to me, that'd be really interesting if we're seeing the initial um, sort of tremors, you know, sort of let it loose a little bit and see how it, uh, how it behaves in a, in a smaller scope, um, going after the worst of the worst or, or something like that. Um, I think it's going to be interesting, uh, and I, I'm looking forward to a, to a confirmation. And I got to hope they just flip that switch tomorrow because it's, you know, it's awesome to be right. Even well, when not only is it awesome to be right, it's going to be awesome to see the effect of the uh, the new pe- the new panda sorry, the new penguin link evaluation filter slash algorithm. Yeah, because we've uh, I'm pretty sure I know you guys have, and I'm pretty sure every webmaster and SEO firm that everybody has been working so hard to uh, do you know work on their on their link profiles and. Um, Clean up backlinks and you know make everything as picture perfect as possible for zero reward. Yeah, the reward's coming. We know it's imminent. It's always imminent. Um, so the, the if this is the beginning of a algorithmic look at links, that would be excellent. My gut's not sure, but I honestly don't. How to say this? We don't know what Google's doing. Nobody knows what Google's doing exactly. And I there are so many thin limbs to walk out on on this one. My gut's saying don't step there. And honestly, Dave, I can't give you a technical explanation for why my gut is saying this. But I do believe Penguin is imminent. I believe it'll be coming in the next few weeks, maybe even tomorrow. Like it could, it could, it could, be, it could be happening right now. I don't see evidence of it. In, There's uh, not enough in data the best yet. Tools, no. but or console, but it could be. Um, no, I, I, I completely agree. It, it is far too premature. I mean, it's interesting to see these things happen at about the time that you would expect to see it. Um, but for our listeners, you know, I know you and I, and maybe this is why your gut's telling you that, we know that there's on average more than one change a day. Yeah. <laughs> to the hour, you know, some of them are just like affecting Russian language or whatever, right? Like not all of them apply. But there's there's a change, more than a change a day on average at Google. This may have nothing to do. Uh, with Penguin, and it may just be that they, you know, cleared them out, you know, finally from other other filters that they've got going on. But um, definitely something to uh, definitely something to watch, and of course, our job to report it. But okay, and I, I just want to, I just want to, I think there there, there 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 could well be a lot of validity in your theory that this is them testing Penguin in an environment they already know is screwy. Right. <laughs> we already know these guys are screwing around, so we're not going to really be hurting good people. Right. <laughs> Keep you know what I mean? And that, that sounds actually like a fairly elegant solution to the dangers of hurting good people. 
right? Does so, this hurt good people by accident on a small scale? Well, yeah. And so, um, uh, uh, so, uh, 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 yeah, this may well be a, this. I don't think this is penguin per se, but it may well be a signal that of what's to come. Exactly. Now, speaking of signals of, of what's to come, <laughs> there we go. Uh, one of the uh, or, or signals or, or accidentally hurting uh, business owners, small business owners, good people in some cases, um, over at Search Engine Land, um, there's an article from yesterday, um, Google confirming that they are having problems with Wix, uh, built websites. They are currently working with Wix to try and resolve it. Um, but Wix sites are dropping from the index. Um, Google's confirmed it. Um, so here we are. So if you uh, have built your site in Wix uh, or considering building your site in Wix, um, you know, I don't hold this against either one. You know, obviously, there's just something technically that's that's going wrong there. They are on it. They are fixing it. Um, but if you are with Wix right now, um, you may be noticing that drop. Um, Google is working with Wix to uh, to fix it. Um, I'm not personally a huge fan of, of builders Wix. like Wix, but, um, you know, you can't list this as, as necessarily a, a, a bad thing that they've done. It's not like, and, and you remember, you know, we're going back more than a decade, I think, when GoDaddy, you know, sort of started screwing around. You know, Google Bot was, was eating up too much bandwidth. <laughs> so they started to throttle it. Uh, and, and actually cause problems. This isn't a case like that. Both have done what they uh, what their jobs were. There's a technical glitch. It's being fixed. So it's not you know you don't necessarily have to jump. Google will, will get you back in there um, in the not too distant future. So so webmasters who did and businesses who did build with Wix. Here's the deal. Wix is like seriously all about um, AJAX and and uh, JS JavaScript. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Google will. Try to render a site built using primarily, you know, around Java um, and CSS. Yeah. By trying to, you know, make the website appear as a user would see it, rather than so basically, it makes a image out of the website and looks at that image and analyzes it, rather than um, trying to spider through something it actually can't spider through. But that's provided you haven't blocked access in your robot text file. And this is why Google was saying, you know, you remove the disallows for JavaScript, which, you know, at a year and a half ago, two years ago, we would have recommended because people are running WordPress sites. You just want to limit the bad guys' access to your WordPress sites as much as possible, right? Right. Um, so you would just disallow any spider, including Google's. Now you want to be allowing Google and Bingbot through your JavaScript, through Ajax, through CSS, etc. Wix is again Wix look at the code it's it's all Ajax and Java it's um impossible for the engine to read itself and unless it renders it and tries to look at it like a human would look at it and I think this is where their problem was and this actually goes with another story I want to talk about where um all the way back in 2009 Google said they were going to uh, make Ajax pages crawlable. But they never really closed the net on that one. Um, Ajax is really hard for spiders to deal with. This week, they announced that they're just not, they're just, they can't 
they can't do it. Google backed away from proposal to make uh, Ajax pages crawlable. So I think that might have something to do with, I think these stories are actually very related to each other. Yeah, I was thinking the same. Yeah, this one is over at Search Engine Journal. It was published yesterday um, by, uh, by, by staff writer Matt Southern. And uh, very much worth the read. It's not going to help you if you have an Ajax-based site, or it's not going to help you yet in the end because Google's already said we're not, putting, we're not able to read you. But at least you'll have an idea of why it's not happening for you. <laughs> well, and that can often help so that when you're picking your next thing, uh, you don't make the same mistake. I know this is reminding me a lot of Flash. Right. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're working with Macromedia. We're working next with it, with Adobe to get this done. By referencing Macromedia, that's a, a throwback, actually. <laughs> You're teaching um, yourself there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but we're, we're, we've sort of hit the same thing. Like, yeah, they gave it the old college try, but sometimes you just uh, you just can't, or you just can't do it well. Um, and if nothing else, even if they could, they're never going to be able to do it as well as they can with just content on a page, like in the HTML of a page. So, um, you know, if you care about rankings at all, you want to put it in the easiest possible, most predictable format for Google yeah. to do it. Well, and, you know, I, I, I know it's, um, ever, for the last um, six, seven years, times have been tight for small business. It's been, you know... The non the Great Recession that ended but didn't really end mm-hmm. has been really hard on small businesses. And I know money's tight, but how to say this? This isn't a uh, good enough world that we work on in the Internet. It's a meritocracy. Like it or lump it. And if your website doesn't stack up, you could be selling the greatest products in the world. You could be selling the best mousetrap. But if your website isn't crawlable properly, isn't expressing information in a way that both users and the tools users use to find stuff, if it isn't stacking up to the standards necessary, you're not going to do well in business. You need to spend a bit of money to make a bit of money. Um, yep. And I'm, so, I'm sorry, there's no free route around this. I, I wish there were. Um, well, but then we wouldn't have jobs, Jim. Well, well, yeah, well indeed. But I mean, I, again, like you're a small business owner, I'm a small business owner. We got the we got the same pressures. I get it. Yeah, you got to save money anywhere you can. This is business, but you don't scrimp on your core impression. This is like it's it, 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 it's it's like never cleaning out your storefront window because you know there's no real product in the storefront window. It's just display stuff, right? Yeah, no one's gonna buy it. Well, yeah, but that's how people see you. <laughs> that's how they actually find your real products when they're walking, walking or driving past on the street. Same thing on the web. And to the folks at Wix, you're trying to do an honorable thing, but you're not really helping small businesses. I'm sorry, guys, <laughs> you're not really helping. You're just giving away um, a free package that makes them feel really good for a short period of time because they got their website up, but it's doing sweet jack for them. Yeah. So you you feel good about it, but you get sweet jack as a result. You get what you pay for. Yeah. Anyway, so those two are, are definitely connected. 
Bottom line, let Google see your stuff. Flash Google <laughs> frequently, but just don't use Flash. <laughs> you know what? An article you had brought to my attention, speaking of letting Google see your stuff, uh, from over at the SEM Post. Need to get that mentioning because I, you know, like uh, Barry Schwartz, who's now also been mentioned on this show, uh, Jennifer over at the SEM Post is also a name that seems to come up every single show because she as puts it out content as it should. Uh, had mentioned and you brought it to my attention, and this just seems like a no-brainer to me. But apparently, some people need to be told um, yes. when you're moving from HTTP to HTTPS, if you have a disavow file, um, you need to make sure that you have made it accessible in HTTPS. Um, I find this kind of funny that you need to tell people this, but that comes up occasionally on the show. And hey, you know what? Some people may just not have the base of knowledge. You know, we're coming into this gym with, what, 10, 15 years of experience, right? So what seems obvious to us may not seem obvious to others. What seems obvious to my chiropractor about sitting up straight may not be open <laughs> by me. So I'm might you know, obvious to your grandma, but <laughs> uh, so yeah, that is an important test. If you are moving or you have moved to HTTPS and you have a disavow file, make sure that it is accessible um, through HTTPS. Um, in the article, she points out completely accurately um, if you've done your transition correctly, if you've made the redirections properly, it just would be. This won't even be an issue. It probably something you wouldn't even notice if you didn't know. Uh, but if you are doing it in, in ways that aren't sort of optimal for technical reasons or whatnot, um, you know, where you're redirecting all pages across, that's how my HT access file dealt with it, um, then it is something that you want to check in on and, and make sure that your disavow is uh, is up to date. Well, and also, this is this is what, a like a 20-second a, a fix? You've got yeah. the file. You made the file. <laughs> Just upload it to your new uh, web, to your new uh, search console profile. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, and, and folks, remember, when you do this switch, you're introducing HTTP and HTTPS are different URLs. They are different. They, everything else might be the same. But an HTTPS URL is different than, it, than an HTTP URL. And Google needs a second or two to catch up. They'll figure it out really quick. Your site structure is exactly the same. The pages are exactly the same. The content's exactly the same. You've just secured it behind a secure socket layer and requiring that extra handshake between server and, uh, server and, uh, user. But you've still introduced new URLs to Google. Make it as easy as possible for Google to figure out everything around these URLs. Oh, indeed. The, uh, the, uh, the, the disavow. Well, indeed. I mean, technically, I know you know this, I know this, but our listeners may not. And just an interesting little piece of information. Technically speaking, there's there's no reason you can't actually have completely different websites at each, right? That's why it takes Google figuring out that they're not, they can't just go, oh, it's at HTTPS, so I have to assume 100% of the time that here's what's happening. You could actually have a different website at each of those, at those URLs, because as you point out, they are different URLs. Um, so that's that's why they can't do that. Google um, can't just take it at face value. It's actually got to take a peek to see that you're, you know, for real. Doing it right. Yeah, you haven't moved your HTTPS and you're selling, I don't know, porn from a Disney site over on HTTP or whatever, right? Like, I only mentioned that one because that was one of the problems with keyword tags um, and, and the rankings. I'm sure you remember those incidents. Um, okay. So, you know what I found out the other day? And I, we, can't, we can't actually talk about this until after the next commercial break because we've got to take that break now. But I want to tease the audience a bit because this is actually kind of cool. When I was in D.C., long conversations with, with you know, a few of the, uh, you know, great, great SEOs. And 
you know, collectively, we kind of all came up with uh, what really happened behind the um, push, the mega push Google made to have us move from HTTP to HTTPS. Mm-hmm. I'm ashamed to admit that, well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm okay admitting it's not exactly what we think it was, but uh, we got to take a break here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We're going to talk about this when we come back. But before we do, on behalf of Dave Davis from BSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 15th of October, 2015. And we're going to be back with a little secret after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Internet Marketing Inc. designs fully integrated digital programs that improve brand experiences and grow businesses through valuable data insights and strategy across all types of media. Paid, owned, and earned. Their digital experts nimbly adapt strategy by providing you a comprehensive view of your brand's online audience and program performance. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Radio.fm. 
everyone. Welcome back to Web Culture here at WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hatch from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. It's the 15th of October, 2015. We only got a couple of minutes for these last segments because uh, we talked way too much in the first segment, but it was so much fun. But Dave, are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Um, do you have your painting couch? Do you look at the task of... I do. Good. You might need it for this. As it turns out, Google mightn't have been telling us the truth about something. Whoa. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, back in uh, February or March, we all got crazy about having to uh, transfer our sites from HTTP to HTTPS. We had to add SSL security and all that. And it was the most important thing because, um, because stuff and security and stuff. Do you remember why it was so important? Because Google said so. And so it was. But, but why? Yeah, why it was. So it was for security, and I found it funny, and, and so did you. I I know if you have a site that doesn't take confidential information, then it's not, is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you're about to tell us why it actually did matter, well, um, and why we weren't informed really what that reason was. I had assumed it was important because of. Um, it really for Google to verify sites, um, and I, I in this I think I was a quarter right, but only a quarter right. It was important for Google, like Google, to verify sites by getting that extra handshake happening. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, HTTPS solves the three hundred two hijacking problem Google was having, where um, you know an unscrupulous webmaster could. Uh, 302 his or her content to say um, cnn.com their domain still got the uh, benefit of huge huge volume content without actually having to do anything themselves right so you know you get a quick a quick bonus burst and then you go back to your old pages again and you rank higher Google, re- as long as you did did the 302 redirect and removed it quickly enough Google probably wouldn't have caught it until they did, of course. And they, there's no way around this for Google. There, or at least back in the old HTTP world, there was no way around this for Google. You could fool them. But the HTTPS, again, requires that authentic- authentication handshake between client and host. And in that handshake, that's what Google needs to see to verify that this is, in fact, the domain that, you know, it's, it's not, the, not a 302 or a, uh, a temporary redirect. And that was the reason they did it. That's the reason that they pushed us all and panicked us. As it turns out, it's not really a rankings boost. All things being equal, uh, an HTTPS site might be promoted over a uh, non-HTTPS site. But when's the last time you saw two websites that were exactly equal? Right. Meaning you'd like hit refresh on your browser and they'd swap positions around. Yeah. <laughs> Basically is, is what that would require. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously a very, very minor a uh, very minor factor in in the large equation. Would you still recommend to do it? Sure, it's also real easy to do. <laughs> yes. And in that all is equal world, I want to win. Now, uh, remembering uh, when you do do this, you're going to take a short term hit. It's going to happen. Yeah, you've just introduced a whole whack load of new URLs, so you might have a week or two where you see declining rankings, but they'll bounce back again. Right. But if you're an e-commerce site, now is not the time. No. Wait until after Christmas. 
That's a terrible thing to say. Because if you're an e-commerce site, you are taking people's identifiable personal information, and that should be locked down secure. Yes, hopefully you're already there, or at least your payment section is already in HTTPS. If it isn't, yeah, switch it now anyway and take the hit, because the last thing you need is lawsuits. But the reason... The reason we thought that Google, you know, we thought it was for the mobile web that was making it, you know, it's, uh, you know, locking stuff down so that that we could all be assured that um, the hackers were being defeated one way or another. And uh, in a sense, this is a, a black hack, a black black hat hack of sorts. Mm-hmm. But Google, again, Google just wasn't entirely clear, and the entire industry sort of had a panic attack and went into, you know, everyone's got HTTPS now. And, um, again, it mightn't have been the, uh, for the reasoning we thought it was. Right. Now, I think if Google were more clear about this stuff, webmasters would be able to evaluate the, the risk and reward in a, um, with more clarity, you know, yep. with, with really understanding what might happen to them or might not happen to them. Yep. But instead, Google gets us, Google tells us X, Y, and Z. It's for your benefit, but really, it's Google's benefit. Google's the main beneficiary. Yeah. Okay, we've only got a couple minutes left. You know what else I learned at uh, at a uh, 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 digital summit? What's that? How to pronounce Gary Illitz's last name? Do tell. He's Swiss. I can't believe that this escaped me. The guy is Swiss, but he's French Swiss. It's Gary E S. That's how you pronounce Illitz. Gary, Gary E.S. There you go. Um, because nobody can, uh, nobody can pronounce it properly, he responds to Gary Ellis. But the correct pronunciation is Gary E.S. Interesting to know. Now, a name from Google, and I'll, I'll keep this quick, but worth uh, for people to note, a name that's easy to pronounce over at Google is Mueller. <laughs> uh, Rhymes with Bueller for those who uh, who, who missed that part. Um, he was asked the question um, on Twitter um, about duplicate content: Is that panda? Yeah. Um, are these two things tied together? The answer is no. I believe him. Very very clear answer. Those are two separate and independent things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe him. It's it's good to have that clarification. Panda is not there to hit you for duplicate content. Duplicate content is an issue. It's not panda related. Uh, Panda's focused, you know, and uh, more on, as you know, and, and probably most of our listeners. But for those who don't, more on thin content and, and those sorts of things, and other other forms of, of spammer or low value content. Yeah, absolutely, and that that is way worth noting. We got to be going in a few minutes. One thing I want to mention: uh, yesterday, while the Jays were beaten, were were beating up on the uh, on the uh, what was it? Rangers. That's who they were. Rangers. Congratulations, yeah. Jim. Oh, dude, you know what? I was in. I was at Dulles Airport, frantically looking for a TV during that <laughs> magical seventh inning. <laughs> Couldn't find one. Nobody wanted to watch the Canadians beat the Americans in America's Cup. I don't know what. They're mostly American players, for what it's worth. <laughs> um, also, at the exact same time, Barry Schwartz was appearing with Neil Laporte and Mike Elgin on Twit TV. So, twit.tv shows slash this week in Google episode 322. Watch it. Get to get to hear and see Barry Schwartz in action. Folks, we gotta go. 
been a fun, fun edition of Webcology. We're going to be back here at this time next week on WebmasterRadio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on October the 15th, 2015 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stick around, friends. There's great content coming up on Webmaster Radio after the news. We'll be back next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.